Welcome to Coffee and Careers with ProTech. I'm Elizabeth, and on this show, we talk about all things career-related, from interviewing and hiring to workplace topics to leadership. On today's episode, we're talking about how to make a good first impression, or more specifically, about how talking about your biggest weakness can actually help you make a good first impression. So what's your greatest weakness? Most career experts hate outdated questions like, what's your greatest weakness, or tell me why I should hire you. These questions are no longer questions seasoned hiring managers should be asking, according to the pros, yet they persist in interview culture. Why are hiring managers still asking questions like these, and how should you really answer? To get to the bottom of this, we're going to need science, specifically research conducted at the Harvard School of Business. The premise of the study was advice many of us have received from parents, friends, and other mentors, the importance of making a good first impression. Making a good first impression is key to starting a good relationship or getting that dream job. People hire who they like, so it's like trying to make a new friend. Yet, even though we all know the importance of making a good first impression, many of us are completely wrong about how to actually make that happen, and we fail. Instead of changing our thinking about why we might have failed, we instead focus extra hard on making what we feel is a good first impression, and we fail again. The issue? We're trying to impress the other person, which almost never works. It makes sense considering impress is contained within the term first impression. We assume that we must impress and gain the other person's admiration, even if it's within a short amount of time. This is a tough challenge, especially when the other person is often trying to do the exact same thing. Have you ever met someone for the first time and took an instant dislike to them? Chances were they didn't impress you or even gain your admiration. Instead, they may have overspoken about themselves and possibly even bored you with the details of their success. If anything, humans are more interested in learning about failures or times when the other person wasn't successful. Most of the time, people read tabloid stories about celebrities failing or losing success, not about how much money an actor made in their last movie. People love the story of Thomas Edison for the many times he failed, not for the one time he was successful. Yet, in social interactions, our default tool is to build a first impression of mutual admiration, and are surprised when the stories of our success and achievements don't instantly land us jobs and new relationships. There's a term for this, the humble brag, but it is hard to recognize in our own selves, thanks to social media. However, we can instantly spot it in others, which can leave us with a bad taste in our mouths. Yet, the reason we do it ourselves is to avoid looking like a boaster. The humble brag allows us to talk about our achievements and still feel quite modest, even if others around us roll their eyes. We post pictures of trips and achievements with captions like, I guess my company thought I did a good job this year because they sent me on a retreat to Hawaii, or all A's this semester at grad school. I can't believe I was so scared I wouldn't be able to make it in this tough grad program. It's why some hiring managers still insist on asking the dreaded, what's your biggest weakness question? Although they may not even realize it themselves, this question is a litmus test for humble bragging. In the experiment conducted at Harvard, researchers asked 122 college students to answer the question, what's your biggest weakness, as if they were in an actual job interview. This question is often seen as a trick question. Should I give a true weakness, like something, I'm not the best at time management, and potentially not get the job? Or should I humble brag with something like, I can be too much of a perfectionist, and then get the job? The researchers also asked the college students to give their reason for why they answered the question the way they did, 
and the results were quite surprising. In order to prevent bias, the researchers hired reviewers who did not know anything about the study to review the questions and answers and decide if their responses were true weaknesses or actually humble brags in disguise. They then hired a separate set of reviewers, also unaware of the hypothesis, to rate how likely they were to hire the person based solely on the question. The end result? 75% of participants used some form of humble bragging, with the most common being a perfectionist, working too hard, being too nice, and being too honest. However, the reviewers deciding on whether or not they'd hire based on the responses were much less likely to hire a humble bragger compared to an honest answer. So if you thought that by answering the what's your biggest weakness question with an honest answer might hurt your chances at getting a job, well, you'd be wrong. In fact, science shows that honesty is in fact the best policy. So take note for your next interview or interaction True honesty is the best way to make a good first impression. And since the majority of people are using some form of humble bragging in their interview responses, you'll set yourself apart as a better candidate simply by being plain honest. And yes, human. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. For more advice or to find your next job, visit us at protechitjobs.com.